Today's daf is Yevamis daf Kuf Yud Zayin. And we are at the Mishnah in the middle of daf Kuf Yud Zayin Amid Aleph. Today's daf is being learned as a schus refu shalem of Chaim Alaza ben Rachel Leah, Avadia ben Miriam Leah, Meshabah ben Devorah, Devorah bas Mecha, Shmuel ben Tehillah, Baruch ben Rachel, Malka Miriam bas Esther, Sar Nechama bas Rus Malka, Miriam bas Rivka, Chaim Oren ben Aviva Orli, Tzipra bas Leah, Mordechai Tzvi ben Malka, Hakoyen, Yaakov ben Esther, Yaakov Tzvi ben Esther, and Esther Kreindel bas Devorah. Today's app is also being learned. Le'ilu nishmas, Le'ya Gittel bas Yibadol Chaim Toivim Reb Shol, and Le'ilu nishmas, Shlomo ben Yibadol Chaim Toivim Reb Chaim Doiv. So we're moving along in the sugis of Agunois, specifically the chilek of the sugya that discusses the kula, the chiddush, that an Eid Echad is believed by Eidos Isha, even a puzzle, such as an Isha, is believed by Eidos Isha, and even the Isha, the woman herself, would be believed to say, Meiz Baile. The Mishnah now is going to mention some notable exceptions to the rule as it relates to women that are not believed to say that a married woman's husband died so that she would be muteres l'shok. Zok Everyone is believed to say edus that a man died. Chutz, with the following five exceptions, mecha the woman's brother-in-law. So a woman wouldn't be believed to say that my son died so that the daughter-in-law will now be muteres l'shok. Ubas or a woman's daughter-in-law's, a woman's mother-in-law's daughter. In other words, a woman's husband's sister. Now notice the Mishnah says, Bas Chamoisa. It didn't simply say sister-in-law. That's the most obvious thing. But also it says, Bas Chamoisa, which sounds like she's the Shviger's daughter as opposed to the Shver's daughter. We know in Mesech Yavamis that sometimes people can have maternal siblings, paternal siblings. It sounds like from the Mishnah that the only time this woman is not going to be believed is if she's Bas Chamoisa. But maybe if she would be Bas Chamov, it would be different. The Gemara is going to make the diak Vitzarasa, or the other wife. In the event that a man was married to two wives, one woman comes and says, my husband died, she would not be believed for the other woman to be able to be married. V'yavimta, that's another example of a sister-in-law, albeit this time she's a sister-in-law because she's her husband's brother's wife. The reason she's called the Yavimta is because she's the potential Yavam's wife, Ubaz or a woman's husband's daughter, meaning a woman's stepdaughter would also not be believed. So the Mishnah says that although ordinarily an Eid Echad, even a woman, even a Baldover is believed when it comes to Edosisha, but there are five notable exceptions. There are five women that if they would walk into Bezdin and they would say Ploini died, the Allah's Bezdin would not accept the testimony to allow Ploini's wife to be able to get married. Who are these five women? The Shviger, the Shviger's daughter, the other wife, the Yavam, or potential Yavam's wife, Ubas Baila, and a stepdaughter. It says the Mishnah, Ma being get lemisa. What's the difference between this halacha and get? So, what does that even mean? So, Rashi sends us to a Mishnah in Mesechtis Gitin, where the Mishnah is discussing the halacha that Hamevi get mi Medina Sayam, Tzoruch. And in that sugya, there's an idea that if a 
one of these women would come into Bezdin holding a get, they would be believed as it relates to the kashras of the get. So it sounds like these women, for whatever reason, we'll see in a moment, are suspicious as it relates to believing them to say a dosisha. But yet when it comes to a get, we do trust these women. What's the difference? So the Mishnah says it's a very obvious difference, and that is shahaksav moichiach. If a person walks in to Bezdin holding a get, even if this person is of questionable memonos, but at the same time, if the person's holding a get, it's raglaim ladova, that maybe what the person is saying is actually the truth. However, as it relates to Edosisha, there's no ksav. All we have is this person's word. And to the extent that we have reason to believe that maybe this person is not telling the truth, therefore the halacha is, we are not going to trust this woman. So again, when it comes to Edosisha, we believe everybody, right? No, you have to read the fine print. Chamoisa, Bas Chamoisa, Tsarasa, Yevimta, and Bas Bailo. All these people are not believed. So I think it's Kedai to speak out Rashi. It's really one Rashi here in the Mishnah who explains very, very briefly why is it that these five women are not believed. So the Gemara is going to go into it in a little bit more detail. The Gemara is going to get involved in family dynamics, family politics. And a rather fascinating Gemara. But just to lay it out, the way Rashi lays out the Gemara, and Rashi says as follows. Number one, at the end of the day, what these five women have in common is, quote, we are concerned that they may hate this woman, that they're now testifying husband died, so that it's that woman that's going to be able to get married. Why would they hate them? So that's already in the fine print. But the point is that we're concerned that all five of these women hate this woman. And as a result, So maybe they're saying to try to mess her up. Okay, so here's the question. Why would a mother-in-law hate a daughter-in-law? Maybe a rhetorical question. But why would a mother-in-law hate a daughter-in-law? So Rashi says, and it's really Mavur in the Gemara, that it's not for the reason that you think. It's related to financial cheshbonus. What's the cheshben? The cheshben is this mother-in-law. She's married. She is a big part of the financial success of her husband. Number one, she's the woman behind the great man. But not just that, she potentially brought a nechse melug, a nechse tzayim barzel. What happens in, when this man dies? The sons are going to yashin, the nechassim. If the sons are going to yarshin, who's going to benefit from it? The son's wife. So ultimately, the mother-in-law is thinking, look at this. Here, I'm investing my whole life into building up my husband. At the end of the day, who's going to be the beneficiary of it? It's going to be my daughter-in-law. And it's for that reason the Shvigah doesn't like the daughter-in-law so much. What about Bas Chamoisa? So Bas Chamoisa, the Gemara is going to talk about it a little bit, but the way Rashi explains it, it's, it's the same thing. It's because the Bas Chamoisa is not happy about the fact that in the event that her father dies or her mother dies, ultimately the Yerush is not going to be her because the daughters don't yarshin. It's going to be her brother. And being that it's her brother that's going to yarshin, her brother's wife is going to end up being the beneficiary of it. So that upsets her as well. Meaning at the end of the day, she's disappointed that here, my parents, who's going to be the beneficiary of their Yerusha? It's going to be my sister-in-law. It's not going to be me. And this is something that upsets her. Why the Tzara? So that's spelled self-explanatory. We're learning enough Yavamis to appreciate and hair a little bit what it means, the Tzara. What about the Yavimta? Why is it that the woman's husband's brother's wife, what would be the problem there? Sarashin says very interestingly, it's because the Yavimta is a Suffolk Tzara. 
Because what happens if the brother dies and he leaves over no children? She, she's now going to fall Yibam. If she falls Yibam, now she's going to be a real Tsar. So just to play it out, Reuven and Shimon are brothers. Reuven's wife is considered a Suffolk Tsar to Shimon's wife. Because in the event that Reuven dies and Shimon does Yibam, so it's going to come out, Shimon's going to have two wives, his current wife, plus this other woman. So even though she's not a Tsar now, but in the event of she may end up being a Tsar, as a result, we look at her as a, somewhat of a quasi Tsar. And if she's a quasi Tsar, it's for that reason we assume that they're already harboring ill feelings about each other. In the event of Misophic, in the far-fetched scenario that maybe she's going to end up being a Yavama. Now finally, Bath Bailo, why would a, a stepdaughter be a problem? The reason is the stepdaughter doesn't like her stepmother because she feels that she came in place of my mother and everything that my mother did with regards to the marriage and the financial component of it as well, it's something that upsets her. The bottom line is, these five women's of Grashim, So the Gemara is going to begin with a diak. was number one, Bas was number two. So we said that it's a little bit of in the Mishnah that it's only Bas It doesn't say your husband's sister. What it says is your Shviger's daughter, which sounds like the husband's sister with a Shira common mother. But maybe if would be the husband's sister where they don't share a common mother or they share as a common father, could be this halacha would not be true. Or maybe not. Maybe Bascham Moise is loved after. And that's the Gemara's Ibai. Ibai Lu, What would be the halacha if it wasn't Bascham Moise, but it was Bascham So it's the husband's sister, not because they share a common mother, but because they share a common father. Not Bascham Moise, but Bascham Says the Gemara. Time of the Bascham Moise, Mishum de Ike Ima de Sanyule. Is the reason that Bascham Moise, we assume, is Sanyule, is because maybe the sister-in-law feels that my mother doesn't like her daughter-in-law. I like my mother. So this is Shibuda de Rabnasen. I don't either like my mother-in-law's daughter-in-law, meaning I don't like my sister-in-law. She's very close to her mother. Her mother doesn't like the shneer. So if the mother doesn't like the shneer, I'm, I'm either going to like the shneer. So if that's the reason, so then the only time this would be a svar is if it's taka bascha moisa, not if it's bascha meha oidomo, or maybe time the bascha moisa Maybe the reason the bascha moisa has a sinner is not because she says, oh, my mother doesn't like her, so I'm not going to like her either. It could be she has her own sinner. This has nothing to do with an indirect gromogar this is something that's very yashar. Why? Because, like the way we explained it when we learned the Mishnah, the way Rashi explains it in the Mishnah, it's because she feels that at the end of the day, this woman is going to end up yarshining my parents' nechassim, and this is something that she doesn't like. So, if that's the case, it'd be no different if it's a sister because they share the same mother, or if it's a sister because they share the same father. Whether she's a sister and they share the same mother, so she's upset because she's going to be achla girsana the ima. She's going to take the girsana the yagia of my mother. And if the event they share the same father, she doesn't like her because she says, Not my mother's, but my father's. Same difference. So the Gemara says, What's the reason Bas Chamoisa? Is Pshadam Bas Chamoisa because the daughter is just sticking up for her mother, so to speak? She's just on her mother's team, and if the mother doesn't like the daughter in law, she's also not going to like the daughter in law. Then the only time it would be an issue if it's Taka Bas Chamoisa. If it's Bas Chamoisa, so there's no mother in the equation, anyways. So then it wouldn't be a problem. Maybe the reason is more related to the mominess, the way Rashi explained it in the Mishnah. And if that's the case, then there'd be no difference if it's Bas Chamois or Bas Chamois. So the Gemara says, Toshma, bring you a raya. This is a Braisna that says the Allah of the Mishnah, but like the Braisna so often does, it'll add one word sometimes, and it adds 
a lot of clarity to the sukkah. So the Bryce says what the Mishnah says, but listen to the one word. Chutz mechamesh nashim. It just says with the exception of five nashim, and then it lists the five nashim. So our Mishnah said, I call them monim lohaida chutz, and it just mentioned the five women. The Bryce said, chutz mechamesh nashim, and then it mentions the five women. What's the difference? The difference is in the Bryce that there's a number. You have the number five. So the Gemara says, Ve'im isa. now if you're going to tell me, Bascham Isa is Lavdafka, but who are Bascham Neha, Shishavyon, then it's not five, then it's six. So even though from the Mishnah you don't know, but the from the Bryce, you know, but the Gemara says, the Pasht, the Teret, the Dumma, Taimid, the Bascham Moisa, the Amr Ka'achla, the Girsin, the Devein Asha, Yudoshna Bascham Moisa, Yudoshna Bascham. Meaning maybe it's not Lavdafka, Bascham Moisa, it's Bascham as well. I, if that's the case, why did the Mishnah say five? The is not five, it's six. The Teret is because the six is really included in one of the five. Bas Chamoisa and Bas Chamel, being that it's the same reason. It's Ka'achlo Ligirsino, it's the same time, it's the same time, therefore they were included in one. So you can't bring a Diak from the Mishnah. We learned in another Bryce, meaning a new Kasha. So the Mishnah had the list of the women that are not believed. Mishnah didn't give a number. The Brayse didn't give a number. What was the price, number that the Brayse gave? The number was five. Faith the Gemara. We have a Brayse that says Chutz Misheva Nashim, not five, not even six, but the number is seven. So how do you reconcile that Brayse with our Mishnah and with the aforementioned Brayse that says Chutz Michamish? So the Gemara says, Ahi Rabbi Yehuda. That Brayse is going according to Rabbi Yehuda the Tanya, who was mentioned in a Brayse. This is not a Mishnah, it's not the Tanan, but the Tanya. Rabbi Yehuda Moisif Af Eishnes of Vahakal. Rabbi Yehuda was Moisif to the list, two additional women that are not going to be believed. Number one, Eishas Av. That's the stepmother. Number two, Vahakala, That's the daughter-in-law. So the Mishnah mentioned stepdaughter. Rabbi Yehuda was Moisif, also stepmother. The Mishnah mentioned Chamoisai, which is mother-in-law, Rabbi Yehuda was Moisif, even daughter-in-law. So Rabbi Yehuda was Moisif, two additional. Amulai. So the Chachamim told Rabbi Yehuda, there's no reason to have to be Moisif there. Meaning, I agree with your Allah, 100%. The daughter-in-law is not believed, the stepmother is not believed, but I know that already from what the Mishnah said. Why? Because if the daughter-in-law is not believed, then the if the stepdaughter is not believed, then the stepmother shouldn't be believed. And if the mother-in-law is not believed, then the daughter-in-law shouldn't be believed. It's six of one, half a dozen of another. It's the flip side of the same exact coin. It's the same exact thing. So Rabbi Yehuda was moisif two more. So Chama told Rabbi Yehuda, I agree with you, Allah, 100%, a bit posh, because the Mishnah already mentioned stepdaughter. So if the stepdaughter is not believed, clapping the stepmother, then the stepmother shouldn't be believed, clapping the stepdaughter. If the mother-in-law is not believed, then the daughter-in-law shouldn't be believed. So they told Rabbi Yehuda, I don't know why you would have to be Moisif. Rabbi Yehuda, the Rabbi Yehuda says, no, I disagree with you. Just because the mother-in-law doesn't like the daughter-in-law, doesn't mean the daughter-in-law doesn't like the mother-in-law. We're really getting into this. And just because the stepdaughter doesn't like the stepmother, doesn't necessarily mean that the stepmother doesn't like the stepdaughter. And Rabbi Yehuda explained, I can argue that the Shvigah doesn't like the daughter-in-law. Doesn't just say doesn't like. Hates. We said as far already, the mother-in-law bears a grudge against the daughter-in-law because she feels that ultimately she's going to end up with all my nechsem alug and all my nechsem barzal. There's a financial component. But 
Why should the daughter-in-law not like the mother-in-law? There's no such component. There's no financial consideration that goes from the daughter-in-law to the mother-in-law. So Mehichta says she wouldn't like her, and that's the same is true with the other case. Bishlam This the issues of I can understand why the daughter-in-law is not going to like. I mean, the stepdaughter is not going to like the stepmother. because she feels she just walked into my mother's house and all the gear that my mother put into her whole life. All of a sudden, there's the new wife that's taking over. my time is signing the basabal, but. Why should the stepmother not like the stepdaughter? So if Yehuda said that just because you said daughter-in-law, just because you said mother-in-law doesn't mean daughter-in-law. And just because you said stepdaughter doesn't necessarily mean stepmother. That's why Rabbi Yehuda said, I had to be moist of those two. So what's the kasha now? So why Taka was he moist of those two? Elamai moist of Tarti. So why was he moist of Rabbi Yehuda? It just gave such a good reason why, even though Chamoise is not Neman, but doesn't necessarily mean Kala. And even though the stepdaughter is not Neman, doesn't necessarily mean the stepmother is not Neman. But this is all to explain why Rabbi Yehuda had to be Moisif and say that the daughter in law and the stepmother are not Neman. So here's the Kasha. Why are they talking not Neman? Why is it that we assume that the Kala is going to be Sanya Lechamoisa? The reason is the Megala Lebna called the Avta. It's because we assume that she's telling her son everything that she does. The daughter-in-law doesn't like the mother-in-law because the daughter-in-law feels that the mother-in-law notices certain things that she's doing, right? They're both women, so she's a little more sensitive to some of the nuances and she's going to whisper into her son's ear that, you know, your wife, you think she's a child, she's doing this, she's doing that, and as a result, the daughter-in-law is going to bear a grudge by virtue of the fact that she thinks the mother-in-law is, is exposing her. As, additionally, as it relates to Eshesav, the stepmother, Nami Sanya Labasabal, she doesn't like the stepdaughter, the Megalula Via, called the Avda. Because she feels, again, the stepmother is married to the stepdaughter's father. So she feels that, oh, my stepdaughter is probably telling her father all the things that I'm not doing so perfectly. And as a result, she doesn't like her. So again, just to clarify. We have a machlaikis, but we don't really have a machlaikis. The Mishnah said, We had a, a, a list of five women that are not believed. The Brisa actually spelled out the number, Chutz Michamish. Ah, we have a Brisa that says, Chutz Misheva. So the Gemara said, That Brisa is going to Rabbi Yehuda. Who's Rabbi Yehuda? Rabbi Yehuda was Moisif too. He was Moisif Eishes Av, and Rabbi Yehuda was also Moisif Kala. Now, the Chomim told Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, I agree with you that an Eishasav and a Kala should not be believed. I just don't understand why you had to be moist of them. L'chaira, if you know stepdaughter, you know stepmother. And if you know mother-in-law, you know daughter-in-law. So why would you have to be moist So Rabbi Yehuda defended his position. He said, I'm going to tell you why you had to be moist Because had I only known Chamoisei, I wouldn't have known Kalosei. And had I only known stepdaughter, I wouldn't have known stepmother. What are the Chachamim essentially saying? I disagree with you. Because if you know Chamoisai, you know Kalasai. And if you know stepdaughter, you know stepmother. Why? Why? So the Gemara's Kasha now is the last piece that we need to figure out. So why did the Chachamim hold that if I know one, I'm for sure going to know the other? And the Gemara says something very, very fascinating. And that is, the reason is because if the mother-in-law doesn't like the daughter-in-law, there's no way the daughter-in-law is not going to not like the mother-in-law. And if the stepdaughter has a reason not to like the stepmother, ultimately it's going to cause the stepmother not to like the stepdaughter either. Because the way relationships work is it's two-sided. It's kemayim ponim 
Lepanim came leva adam ba adam, and as a result, once I know chamoisay, I know kalasay, and once I know stepdaughter, I automatically know stepmother. Rabbi Yehuda, what's Rabbi Yehuda going to do with this pasuk? This is a pasuk in Mishlei. This is Shleima Melech talking. Kemayim apanim lapanim came leva adam la adam. So the Gemara says Rabbi Yehuda is going to tell you how he bedivrei tayrik said that pasuk is referring to divrei tayrik, and as a result, it has nothing to do with human relationships, but it's a divrei tayrik degeinim. What does that mean? So let's read Rashi inside. Rashi, the fourth wide line. Bedivrei tayrik said. Based on the punim and the lave that you invest in learning Torah, it's going to increase your chances of being successful and knowing you're learning. And that's the Kemayim punim. That the more you miyage in Torah, the more you invest in Torah, that's the statistical chances of you ultimately being successful. It has nothing to do with relationships. As a result, it has nothing to do with this. Incidentally, there's a, a very important Toysvis in Mesechtis Psachim, Dafkuf Yud Gimel The Toysvis is in Perak Arvi Psachim, and the context over there is there's a halacha that says that if somebody sees someone doing Averis, mitzvahless noisai. Not only mutterless noisai, mitzvahless noisai. That's a chiddush. Ordinarily, the haftalur yachal kamoicha. We spoke last week about a haranakayin who was oyves abrius or makarvin latayro. Ordinarily, loisnisnas lechichabul vavecha. But if a person sees someone doing an avera, a dvarerva, whatever the avera is in that sukkah, but the halach is mitzvahless noisai. So Taisa asks a kasha from a gemara mesechtes bava mitzia, where it's mavur that if somebody sees chamor sanecha, you see the chamor of the person that you're allowed to hate. So what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to go ahead and help him. So, Frank Toysvis, I understand. If a mitzvah is noisai, so why is the halacha? If you see your soine, which means someone you're allowed to hate in a vulnerable position, you should go out of your way to hate him. I thought mitzvah is noisai. So, if it's mitzvah is noisai, it's mitzvah is noisai. So, Toysvis says, If Ruvain has a friend, Shimon, who meets the criteria of mitzvah is noisai, okay, hate him. You know what's going to happen, Zach Toysvis? If Ruvain's going to hate Shimon, Shimon's going to hate Ruvain. And then it's not going to be good. And that's going to that's not a good thing. And that's why Chazal said that even when it's mitzvah, it's nice, be careful. But just realize you can hate this person maybe, but at the same time, you're going to hate him, he's going to hate you. And then it's already going to go to places that it's not allowed to go to. So if you can hate him and somehow contain it in a way where it won't be that's one thing but if you can't contain that so then you'll tell me all the Gemara is about mitzvah but just realize what's going to end up happening it can come it can go to a, a whole nother level that's not a good thing and that's why Chazal said in places that a person should be not to hate a person even when maybe in halacha it's mitzvah Continuing along. Amr Avacha Baravio, Bob and Marova, and Eretz Yisrael, they had the following question. Chamoisa Habola, Achamikain Mahu. So the Mishnah said, Chamoisa is one of the women that are not believed to say, Mezbai, why? They don't like each other, and she's more than happy to come and testify to set her up, to mess her up. She thinks her husband died, her husband really didn't die, and it's going to end up being a problem. What happens if the woman that's testifying is not Chamoisa? However, she's a woman that might become Chamoisa. So how's that possible? The situation would be where Reuven and Shimon are brothers. Reuven and doesn't have any children. He's married, which means that in the event that he would die, Shimon would have a mitzvah to be Miyabe and Reuven's wife. In the event that Shimon would be Miyabe and Reuven's wife, 
it would come out that Shimon's mother would now become Ruvain's wife's shviker. Now you're going to tell me, right? So as a result, this is a situation where there's a potential chamoisa. Why is it potential? Because it would only happen in the event of Yibam. But right now, she didn't follow Yibam. So do we go so far and we say that even the potential shviger might be a problem? Or not? What's the shiloh? Do we anticipate a Yibam situation which would trigger, which would cause hatred right now? Or do we not anticipate that? Now Rashi asks a very obvious question. The bottom Rashi and the Yomid one of the five notions that were mentioned in the Mishnah was Yevimta. And we spoke out that why is Yevimta considered one of the Chamish Nashim? Because she's the potential Tzara. Meaning, if it's Reuven and Shimon and there's no children, Shimon's wife might be a Tzara to Reuven's wife. And as a result, she's already not Nemo. So you see the potential Tzara is already considered a problem. So what's the Kasha? The Kasha is, is you see Mephorish that we anticipate that the Yibam situation. So if you see Mephurish that we anticipate the Yibam situation, so then what's the Shiloh? So Rashi says you have to say that there's a chilek between a Suffolk Tzara when it comes to this sinner. Again, we're really getting into it. Versus a Suffolk Shviger when it comes to this sinner. The Chamoy is considered a Soine in our sugya. The Tzara is also considered a Soine. But the sin of the Tzara is yoiser than the sin of the Chamoisai. So a Suffolk Tzara is going to be considered a Soine. But a Suffolk Shviger is not going to be considered a Soine. So what's the bottom line? Tashma, I'll bring you a Raya. Omram Meispaili. And this is from a Mishnah that we're going to learn in tomorrow's life. What happens if the woman walks into Bez and she says, My husband died. Oh, we know she's believed, right? And then she says, my shver died. So we know she's believed to say meis baili, but she would not be believed to say meis chami, because now she's testifying about the shviger. And we know the daughter-in-law is not believed to testify about the shviger. Felt a little bit like it was a machleik shrebhuda and the chachamim, but really it's not a machleik shrebhuda and the chachamim. As we mentioned, the machleik shrebhuda and the chachamim is only why. Kamayim ponim upon him, or there's a new svar, but at the end of the day, for sure, Kalasa is not believed. So, Amra Meis Baili, the Achakach Meis Chami, so the Allah has Tinase, she's allowed to get married. The Titel Ksuba, and she collects her Ksuba. She always gets the ksuba, the asura. However, the shvigar is not going to be able to get married. So the Gemara says like this, my time asura. Why is the shvigar not allowed to get married? It's probably because we say that maybe maybe her husband didn't die and maybe the shvigar also didn't die. And the reason she's saying it's because she wants to Mess up the mother-in-law. Savra, Lubasa Shaiti, Loitesi, Titstarin. And it's all based on the fact that she wants to, on some level, mess up the mother-in-law. In other words, ordinarily a daughter-in-law is not believed to be made about the mother-in-law. Now, in Amadalf, he saw there was Machlik's review in the Chum and what the reason is. Let's learn the Gemara the way, Ra- the way Rashi learns the Gemara, which is Alibi the Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said that the reason the daughter-in-law is not believed to the mother-in-law because the daughter-in-law thinks that the mother-in-law is, is giving away all her secrets and is exposing her a little bit. And it's for that reason she doesn't like her. Now, in this case, the Gemara is tiny. That shouldn't be a problem. The reason this shouldn't be a problem in this case is because in this case, the mother-in-law is not really a mother-in-law because she's testifying that the father-in-law died. If the father-in-law died, so that 
terminated the marriage, sort of, or her husband died, even better. And as a result, being that her husband died, so she's not the shvigar anymore, right? She said Mez Baili. She's believed to say Mez Baili. So the shvigar's not a shvigar anymore. And based on that, it shouldn't be a problem. So why is it then that she's not Nemon Klapi Chamoisa, right? This is the kasha. She's not Nemon Klapi Chamoisa, Rabbi Huda said, because she's the shvigar. Well, she's not the shvigar anymore. Her husband just died. So if the husband just died, she's not telling her son anything anymore. So what's the problem? The problem must be because we don't believe her, Klape the Shviger, to say that her husband died. She's believed to say my husband died for her to be able to get married. But Klape the Shviger, she has no nemonis to say even that her husband died. Okay, that must be the reason because otherwise she's not even the Shviger anymore. So that for sure shouldn't be a problem. But the Gemara is tining, the way Rashi explains the Gemara, that still it shouldn't be a problem. The reason is because right now, her husband, even if he's not, even if he's alive, but he's for sure Bimdina Sayah. So right now, she's not telling him anything. So if right now, she's not telling him anything, so the Seba for the sinner, Lachur is not here now. And Afal Pikain, the is, that we still treat her as a Soine. So you see that even when you don't have the Seba for the sinner right now, you still treat her like a Soine. So this is the Gemara's leap of faith, Tashma, that you see that even al Tzada Sofik, and even if right now it's not necessarily playing itself out, that would be enough to view the person as a Soine. That's the Tashma, the Gemara, the Gemara's Doichet, Dom Hashani Hasam, the Rogesh Lotzai. No, it's not a Tushtel. Over here, even if the shviger is not a shviger anymore, but she was once a shviger, so she's grandfathered in, right? So because she's grandfathered in or grandmothered in as the shviger, so it's for that reason we view her still as the shviger. But in the case where you have the sofik chamoisa, if she falls liyibum, she's going to be a shviger. This concludes the shviger portion of today's daf. So again, one of the yisoides of Eidos Isha is, is that an Eid Echad is believed. Very big chiddush. Ordinarily, we don't believe in Eid Echad when it comes to Dovish of Erev. But when it comes to our Sugi, the Allah is an Eid Echad is going to be believed. So the Mishnah now is going to talk about different cases where there was a situation of Eidos Isha. And Eid Echad said Eidos, maybe even two Eidim said Eidos, but there was Hakhasha. So there was some sort of contradiction between the two Eidim. So whenever you talk about Hakhasha and Eidos, you know you're getting involved in some major Sugis. This is a... A smaller sugya tucked away here in the end of Masech Tzivamis that talks about Ede Hakhasha specifically as it relates to Eidosisha. That is going to be the topic of the balance of the daf. So the Mishnah Eid Oymer Meis and Eidacha walks in the bezin and says this man died. Vinnis says and based on the Eidos of the Eidachot. The woman got married. That's the first Mishnah in the Sugya way back when in Parakeh Isha. Yeah, but she's allowed to get married based on the Eid Echad. And then another Eid came. But Amran said, Loi Meis. No, it's not true. So you have two Eidim now that are contradicting each other. The Allah is a reason, Loi Being that she got married already, she's allowed to stay married. The Allah is Loi which would seem to imply, by the way, had she not got married yet. And there's an Eid Echad that says Meis, the Eid that says Loi Meis, then the Allah is a Chatchila, she would not be able to get married. The Gemara is going to make the dick. Eid Oimer Meis. What happens if one Eid says, that the man died, and then two Adam contradict the Echad, and two Adam say that the person really didn't die. So then the Allah is Afal even if she got married already, the Allah is, she has to leave her marriage. So in this case, there's one Adam that's saying Mace, but there's two Adam that are saying Loy Mace, because there are two Adam that are saying Loy Mace, so two is more than one. So here the Allah is that not. But even if she got married, that she gets she has no choice but to leave her marriage. What happens if two Adams say mace and one said loy mace? So this is easy. Even if she never got married, she's allowed to get married. So we have two cases. The first case is where it's an aid against an aid. 
The second case is where one eight said mace, two eight them said loy mace, and then the third case is where two eight them said mace, and one eight said loy mace. So we're going to go through all three of the cases. So the first case of the Mishnah was Eidomer mace, Vinisseis. She got married. Uba echad, and then an eight came and said loy mace. So the Allah is that raised loy taste. It sounds like the only reason that Allah is stay married is because they're married. But Halon says, what would be if she didn't get married yet? It would sound like the Khatili now let her get married, which makes sense, right? It's one against one. My chaz is to trust one age, trust the other age. But the Gemara says, Kashif Amar Ulu Ulu said, Come up, which means the Torah Eid Echad, Harek Kanchnayim. Wherever the Torah said that an Eid Echad is believed as if he was two Eidim, we trust him as if he's two Eidim. Okay. An Eid Echad that says, Meis Bailech has been a monos of two Eidim. That's the Chiddush of Eidus Isha. He's not just believed, but he's believed as if he was two Eidim. An Eid Echad that says Loi Meis is not believed like two Eidim. He's only believed like an Eid Echad. So even though it's one against one, but the two ones weren't created equally. The one that's saying Meis has been a monos of two Eidim. He has Ula's Halacha of Komokim Shemim Netoyer Eid Echad Arikan Shnaim. The Eid that's saying Loi Meis it's just a regular aid that's saying loy mace. So really it's two against one. So the Gemara's kasha is that even if they didn't get married yet, two against one, that was the third case in the Mishnah. So Lahura, if it's one against one, really it's two against one. Two saying mace, because the aid that's saying mace is believed like two. And if that's the case, she should be able to get married. So the Gemara says, excellent kasha. The Gemara actually edits what the Mishnah means. You're right. Not the... She got married, but and they allowed her to get married. And then an Eid came and said, Meaning, it's true, she is allowed to get married. So, the way you read the Mishnah, if you were learning Mishnahis, it would sound like, Oh, if they get married, stay married. It's not what it means. What it means is, she's allowed to get married. And what does it mean? Now, Rashi makes a very obvious theory in the Gemara that we're going to actually see very clearly at the end of the daf. And that is that you see from the Gemara that the only time where it's one against one, we look at it as if it's two against one because of Ula's Zalacha, that's only if it was Eid Echad, Oymer Meis, Vehetiru There was already a psak that she's allowed to get married. But what would be if an Eid Echad walked into Bezdin, said Mutter? And before Bezdin was Mater to get married, another Eid Echad walked into Bezdin and said that the person really didn't die. So then it would be a regular one against one, and we wouldn't necessarily trust the Eid that said that she died. So the only time that he died. So the only time we say, So that a one against one is viewed as a two against one, so that Allah is going to be in the event that Bezdin already paskin that she's allowed to get married. But if Bezin didn't paskin yet that she's allowed to get married, similar to the Svaru we spoke at in yesterday's raid from Rabbi Yitzchel Khanan, once it's a psak, so then already it's Nifzak Adin. Once it's Nifzak Adin, so this is already going to be the halach. However, if there was no psak yet, then it's going to be different. Okay, moving along. The second case of the Mishnah was, one eight said he died, and two them say he didn't die. So the halach is that even if she got married, we have to unwind the marriage. It's obvious. Meaning, you need a, a Mishnah to tell me this. Over here, an eight said mace, and two Adam said loy mace. So, Tainas the Gemara shouldn't be obvious. So, the Gemara says, Now, the Kiddush over here is that the two Adam that are saying loy mace were psule edos, and the reason the halacha is that we actually trust the two, even though they're psule edos, and the one is a kosher aid, it's based on the Chemi's halacha. The time we went to the rice, the Chemi said, 
that anytime the Torah trusted an Eid Echad, so whenever there's a Bezdin that's presiding over a, a situation where it's a halacha that Bezdin is allowed to believe uh, apostle, or an Eid Echad. So the halach is, you go basar roiv deyas, you always vote. V'asm shnei noshim be'ish echad, kishnei ha noshim be'ish echad. So much so, that if it would be two psulim, such as two women, against one man, it would be two against one. Now you could always argue, when the man is a kasher aid, the women are posel aid, it's not. That's from the Chem Yitzchidosh, that kamakam shemina toire eid echad, holech achar roiv deyas, and you trust two women, even against one man. See, so right, if it was one man against two men, for sure you would trust the two men. But that's not the case. The case was in the Mishnah where it was one man against two women. They already, it's a little bit of a chidosh, that you trust the two women, and why do you trust the two women? Based on the Chemiz Allah. If Iba Yusayma, the Gemara has a, another way to explain this. It could be the way we just presented from the Chemiz Allah is actually not true. Meaning, we just said that according to the Chemiz, if it be one man against two women, you would trust the two women because you go bas the roiv deus. And even though the roiv apsulim, the roiv psulim, and can the one kosher. But the Gemara says it could be that that's not true. Maybe from the Chemiz doesn't really hold that. Okay, so if that's the case, then what is going to be pshat in our Mishnah? It's not where it was one man against two women, and the Chiddush is that you go basar roiv deis, because tell me Ram Nechemi doesn't say that. It's talking about where there was a, a woman that came, who's apostle, and then two women came that were also psulim, and they said loimes, and it's over there that you go basar roiv deis. And if that's what the Mishnah means, and the significance is that that's what Reb Nechemi said is Allah. In other words, the only time Reb Nechemi and the Ibai Yusayim has said as halacha that you go basa roiv deyos is if everybody's possible. So, more psulim on neman keneged less psulim. But more psulim against less kshayim, that's not necessarily the case. And if that's or Reb Nechemia meant, so we just have to tweak the language of Reb Nechemia. Reb Nechemia, Reb Nechemia says, "Come up, which means the Torah edechad halech achar roiv deis." Whatever the Torah believes in edechad, you go basar roiv. The us who stay noshim beisha achas, so that two women against one woman are kishnei and noshim beishachad. They're like two men against one man. Avos stay noshim beishachad, but really two women against one man. Kapalgo palgo dami that we don't look at roiv. There, it's only going to be palgo palgo. In short, what the Gemara just said was, is the Gemara the kasha? The Mishnah says that if an edechad says meis, and then you have two edim that said loy meis. So what's the halacha? Even if they got married, Tate, so you have to unwind the marriage. You want to appreciate this? Two against one. I don't even hear the chiddush. It should be very, very obvious. As I the gemara. So the gemara said, you know what the teretz is? The teretz is that we're talking about with the two that said loy meis psulim, and being that they were psulim, it's already a little bit of a chiddush because mechatei. when it comes to psulim, this should be the halacha kamash malon that even by psulim two is more than one. But two lishoynes in the punchline. In the first lishon of the Gemara, two are more than one, even when the one was a kosher. In the second lishon of the Gemara, two are more than one, only when the one is possible. So as it relates to learning the Mishnah, learning the Daf that we're learning right now. So in the first lishon of the Gemara, the Ikimta is one kosher, said meis, two psulim said loy meis, kamash malan, you go basar deis, and you're going to trust the two psulim that said loy meis. The second lishon of the Gemara, it's talking about well, one apostle said meis, two psulim said loy meis, and it's only then you're going to go basar deis. If this Gemara sounds even a little bit familiar, since we did have this Gemara, almost verbatim, it was a different context, but almost verbatim in Perikah Isha Rabbah, where the Gemara brought the same suffix 
two Ibayas Neimas in Shittas Ram Nechemya. Where Ram Nechemya says that you go bas a roiv deyos, kamakashimina toyred echad, is it only Kineged Apostle, or is it true even Kineged Akasha? Either way, last case of the Mishnah. Shnayim Oibir Meis, two Edom said Meis, for Edom Eloi Meis, one Edom said Eloi Meis, so what's the Allah? Avapishloin, this is Tinase. So if two said Meis and one said Eloi Meis, so now it's two against one saying Meis, so what's the Allah? Lechatchilu, you should get married, and the Gemara asks again, Maikamash Malon, what's the Chiddush? Meaning it's all Pasha that the Allah should be Tinase. What is the Chiddush? Says the Gemara, and if you're going to tell me the Chiddush is from Nechemia, right? We use Rab Nechemia to explain the Chiddush of the second case of the Mishnah. So maybe Rab Nechemia is the Chiddush of the third case. What's the short explanation of what the Gemara means when it says Rab Nechemia? With the two Apsulim. So that's the Chiddush, that even though the two Apsulim, even still Tinase, meaning the Chiddush is Rab Nechemia, the Azab also arrived there, is Hainuach, but that's already the second Chiddush. So why do I need the third case and the second case to be the same case? So the Gemara says, not the same case. It's true. Both Tsiurim are telling me that you would go Basar too, even if the two Absulim. In the second case, the two are saying, Loimes, that's a Chumra, you cannot get married. But in the third case, where the two are saying, Mes, where you want to go Lakula now, Loy, you would think maybe there it's not okay, Kamashwan, that's the Chiddush. Even to go Lakula, still you're going to trust the two. Edim, I will do a little bit more. What? I will stop. Good. So we'll speak out a little bit of Ray as it relates to the daf. Just means we're going to have to make it up tomorrow. But uh, just speak out a little bit of Ray as it relates to today's daf. So the, the theme of what we've been learning since we revisited the sugyas of Agunois is the halacha that in Eid Echad is believed by Eid Asisha, even though it's a Davish of and ordinarily in Davish of Pachis Mishnayim. Not just that, Apostle is believed when it comes to Edosisha. Not just that, even about Dover, Ha'isha herself is also going to be believed. There's a parish in the Torah called Shfuas Ha'edos. There's also a parak in Shas, the fourth parak in Masach Shfuas, that's called Perik Shfuas Eidos. So what exactly is Shfuas Eidos? The Torah says that in the event, Reuven is Teveya Shimon. Reuven goes over to Shimon and says, you know, I have a court case and I'm trying to put together my defense. I know that you have the ability to testify on my behalf so that I will be Yotso Zakai Bedin. I'm kindly requesting that you please do a Teveya to a Yid. You make yourself available on this and this date. Come testify on my behalf. Shimon looks at Reuven and he says, I have no idea what you're talking about. He says, you do. He says, I don't. And he swears. This is old school. I swear that I have no idea what it is you're talking about. Later, they found out that Shimon really knew all along exactly what he was talking about. And when he swore, he swore falsely. There's a parish in the Torah that addresses this very, very unique case. And the parish in the Torah states that Shimon now has a chiv to bring a carbon. He has a chiv to bring what's known as a carbon shvua, specifically the carbon of shvua se'edus. That's the very, very short version of what shvua se'edus is. Perik shvua se'edus begins with a halacha. The Mishnah says, shvua se'edus, noiheges ba'anoshim, v'loi b'anoshim. The parish of shvua se'edus is noiheges ba'anoshim. It's something that relates to men, abu v'loi b'anoshim. It doesn't relate to women. And the Gemara asks the obvious question, why not? Why not? Why should shvua se'edus be noiheges ba'anoshim, v'loi b'anoshim? So the Gemara is poshit. You know why? Because shvua se'edus begins with Reuven being tevei as someone to come say edus. So shvua se'edus could only be noiheges someone that's a kosher aid. But someone that's not able to say edus, so 
Shavuos Eidos doesn't even start. Why not? Valiznish can kosher eight. So says the Gemara. The Tanur Rabban it's a brayse. It says Vamdu Shneiyo Anoshim, and we learn from Shneiyo Anoshim and Noshim Akoshel Eidos. Noshim, however, Apostle Eidos, being that Noshim Apostle Eidos. So it's for that reason, says the Gemara. Shavuos Eidos is Neheges by Noshim Olei Benoshim, simply because it's impossible to have a real Shavuos Eidos case by women because of the fact that women are posseleitas. Freight Rab in the beginning of Perik Shavuos Eidos, says, I don't understand. The Gemara says, in the Sugis of Perik Shavuos Eidos, that in the event that Reuven would be Teveya Shimon to say Eidos on his behalf, and the nature of the Eidos would be Eidos Isha. That's what's going on. So somebody was Teveya someone to say Eidos Isha, whatever the case was, but it was Eidos Isha. And then the person denied the fact that he had any whereabouts of this Eidos Isha. And then he swore. And then we found out that he was lying. The Allah is there would be a parish of Shavuos Eidos. In other words, Shavuos Eidos is Negei, even Eidos Isha. It's a fake Rab Kiveger. He says, I don't understand. The Mishnah says, Shavuos Eidos Neheges Ba'anoshim Veloi Benoshim. So, the Gemara, why? Because Noshim Apostle Eidos. Ba'amdu Shneyo Anoshim. Be'edem Akosim Edaber. Edem Anoshim. Veloi Be'edem Noshim. And being that an Isha's Apostle Eidos, Memelo, she's not Shaykh to the parasha of Shavuos Eidos. Fake Rab Kiveger. I have a hechatimsa where a woman is kashal edos, where she should be, where she should be subject to the rules and the laws of shvoza edos. What would be if somebody was tevei afroi to say edos by edos isha? By edos isha, there's a parsha shvoza edos, and by edos isha, we know that even a woman is nemon to say edos. It's a fake of kiva eger, a mayudiga kasha. I don't understand why the Mishnah says shvoza edos is nayhegas by nashim v'loy benashim because nashim apostle edos. If there's a parsha shvoza edos, even by edos isha, nashim are nemon to say edos. So there should be a parish of Shvuos Eidos Benoshim, albeit by Eidos Isha. Zakrab Kive Eger, or Yisoyed Gadol. Kivegir says that it's true that a woman is Nemon to say Eidos by Eidos Isha, just like a man is. And it's true that Psulim are Nemon to say Eidos by Eidos Isha, just like Sheremar. However, there's a fundamental difference between the way Bezdin approaches an eight kosher that walks into Bezdin and says Eidos Be'edos Isha versus the way Bezdin approaches an eight puzzle that walks into Bezdin and says Eidos Isha. When an eight kosher walks into Bezdin and he says Eidos Isha, Zokrab Kiva Eger, Bezdin accepts his testimony with the parasha of Eidos as an eight echot. He's never betiras eight. However, when a apostle walks into Bezin and says, Eidos be'edos isha, the apostle is not Neman B'tayrus Eid. Because to be Neman B'tayrus Eid, you would have to be someone that's Bechefzo and Eid Kosher. And Psulim are not Eid and Ksherim. And as a result, they can't be treated and have their testimony accepted as if they're an Eid. So why then are they believed? It's based on all the Svaras that the Gemara said. Primarily, Daiki Yisho Mitzvah. And because there's an umdin of Daiki Yisho Mitzvah, and now there's an aide walking into Bezdin, even apostles saying that this is what happened, so Bezdin assumed this is what happened. But Bezdin is accepting the testimony, not Petoiras aid, here's the punchline, but Petoiras evidence. An aide kosher that walks into Bezdin is Neman as an aide. Whereas an eight apostle that walks into Bezdin, in the same exact seer, the same Eidus Isha, the 
that person is going to be Nehman B'tayras evidence. Zokrab Kiva the parish of Shavu Sa'edus is a parish of Nilchas Eidos. So if a person is Nehman B'tayras Eid, I'll say Nehman, a parish of Shavu Sa'edus. And it's true, Rabbi Kiva said, it's Mavur in the Sugis, that even Eidus Isha is subject to the laws of, of Shavu Sa'edus. But it's only if the person's an Eid. The Nefesh Kitecheta, the Shama Kailolov, who Eid, the parish of Shavu Sa'edus, and then the parish of Ayikra begins with the person being an aid. So an aid kosher, who be'edos isha's nema b'teras aid. So when this person stands in front of the court, he says, kach v'kach happened, or kach v'kach didn't happen. He's coming b'teras aid. And because he's coming b'teras aid, so now already he's shayach to the parasha shvuz aidos. So if someone's teve, an aid kosher, and says, come be made on his, my behalf, for who aid? And as an aid, he knows exactly what happened. He is an aid. By the way, what would be if another aid would walk into Basin? So now there would be two aid, and for sure he would be an aid, Zokrab Kiveger. So you see that Be'etzim he's an aid, nervous. Right now, but the bottom line is, he's Be'etzim an aid. When he talks, we see an Eid Echad over here. And because we see an Eid Echad over here, therefore he's Shaykh to the parish of Shavuos Eidus, as opposed to Apostle, who even if another person would walk in, there wouldn't be a, a Tzirif now of two Eidim. So this person is Nema Bateris Evidence, doesn't even have the Toyar, can't even walk around with a name tag that says, I am an Eid, as it relates to Eidus Isha. Therefore, he's Chi, or in this case, is not of a Hu Eid. And therefore, there wouldn't be a parashash for say, the fees that would come out of another nafkamina. And that is, what would happen if somebody came and was mazen, an eight apostle, in a situation where an eight apostle is neman? What would be if somebody would be mazen, that eight apostle? Would there be a parashash of azama, or would there not be a parashash of azama? So a woman would walk into Bezdin where an eight echad is believed, so that apostle is believed, and an isha is believed, and she would say, kach kach happened on this and this time. And then two Edom walk in, and they say, how could you say that? It's posh, there wouldn't be a parish of Hazama either. Why not? Because when the Torah talks about Hazama, the Torah says, the Torah refers to this person as an aid. An aid kosher is an aid. An aid apostle is not an aid. And because an aid kosher is an aid, a apostle is not an aid, so Zokrab Kivegir, for that reason, that an eight echad, even though right now he's not being nemon, maybe b'teras edos, because right now all he is is an eight echad. But at the end of the day, if another eight would walk into Bezdin, then he would be nemon b'teras edos. So it comes that he's bechefza an eight, and because he's a chefza an eight, therefore he's subject to the laws of shvuz edos, and therefore he'd be subject to the laws of azam as well. Apostle that walks into Bezdin, it's true the apostles believe just like the kashers believe. At the end of the day, there's the same svar of daikish or mincevah. But at the same time, if another eight would walk into Bezdin, this apostle would not not be believed. Why not? Because all he or she is is, is an eight apostle. So it comes out you're not even Nemon. Now we don't even deherinate echad. And if right now we don't deherinate echad, so it's for that reason there's not going to be a parsha of Shvos For that reason there's not going to be a parsha of Azama as well. This Kishmak is for Rabbi Kiva Eger. I found also in the Mechaschenach. Mechaschenach is Nifla. So the Mechaschenach is a mitzvah lamid zayin, and it's talking about one of the Aseris Hadibris. It says, right? We forget sometimes how seriously Chazal took the whole idea of testifying falsely in court. It's one of the Aseris Hadibris. This is the Chinuch talking. This love is Noiheges Bechol Makoim. It's negayah by scharim. It's not negayah by kevus. Why? Because a woman is pasuleidus, and because a woman is pasuleidus, so it's for that reason it's my hegis b'scharim v'loy b'nekevus. As loy zok techinach. 
Fake the Minchas Chinuch. He says, I don't understand. Why should the laugh of Leisana Bereach Eid Shaker only be Negei men, not women? Women are also sometimes Kashal Eidos. They're Kashal Eidos by Eidos Isha. Kamakon Shemina Chachamim Eidachad even Psulim Anemon. So wherever you have a Pasul is Nemon, the Chayr and Isha is Nemon as well. Sevazok the Chinuch Leisana Bereach Eid Shaker is Meheges B'schar Mavaloi Binakevis. The Chayr it's Shemina Gei Binakevis as well. We're wherever women are Nemon, such as in the event that you have Eidos. It's muchach from the chinuch that the chinuch held that although it's true in Eid Echad, a isha would be believed wherever Eid Echad is believed. Oh, but she's not an Eid. She's not believed b'toyras Eid. She's a piece of evidence. She walked into Bezdin. She said something happened. Bezdin hears her out hundred percent. B'tzirah for the svaro that it's a milsa David Lagluye. B'tzirah for the svaro of Daiki Isha Mitzvah. B'shemagun Akilu Bei Rabbanon. And then for the Rabbanon ended up believing her. Oh, but an Eid she's zichanat. But when an Eid kosher walks into Bezdin, so then he's an Eid. L'maynaf gemin if another Eid would walk in, so now his Eidus would be accepted as one of to Adam, now you have regular to Adam. Oh, now it's game on. It's a whole different sugya. But Zakhtim in Chaschinoch, that an Isha, even when she's believed, she's not believed Beteras Eid. And if she's not believed Beteras Eid, she can't be included in the lav and the Torah of Lysana Bereyacha Eid Shaka. In other words, it's Mavur from the Gedoli Achroinim, Rabtiva Eger, and the Minchas Chinuch, that although in the sugyas of Eidos Isha, that's the sugya that we're learning right now, but really it's Negei, all sugyas where an Eid Echad is believed. It's not only an Eid Kasha that's believed, but it's an Eid Pasul that's believed as well. Specifically an Isha, we're learning Perik or Isha Shala. The Isha of our Perik is the Isha that's believed to say Meiz Baile. So as it relates to the sugyas that we're learning now, there is an Afgamino between an Eid Kasha saying Meiz Bailech versus an Eid Pasul saying Meiz Baile. When an Eid Kasha says, Meis Bailech, he's believed B'tayras Eid Echad. We see an Eid standing in front of us. Lamay Nafgemina, Shvuos Eidos, Hazama. If he testifies falsely, he would violate the lav in the Torah of Leisana Bereyach Eid Shaker. However, if a woman who's an Eid Pasa would walk into Bezin and she would say, Meis Bailech, even though we will accept her testimony, just as we would accept the testimony of an Eid Kasher. But at the end of the day, because she is Be'etzem, she's Be'chepza, a person that's Pasol Eidos, there wouldn't be a parasha of Shavuos Eidos, there wouldn't be a parasha of Hazamo, and you wouldn't have the Loisase of Loisana Bereyach Eid Shaker. That's the first hour. The second hour, just to end an intense week of Daf Yoyme, we're on a lighter note, and that is with something that's very much a digression, but a Machshava nonetheless. And that is, in yesterday's Daf, we saw the interesting phenomena which comes up from time to time. That is, the Gemara was discussing a, a situation where there was a man who was in Surah in the morning and seemed to have maybe been in the Naharda in the afternoon. And the question was, is that even possible? Abayi said it's not possible. Rabbi says, no, theoretically it's possible. And he had three ways that could have happened. One of them was Bikfitza. It's possible. Maybe the person springed. He jumped. And somehow he was able to get from Surin to Naharda in a very short amount of time. So how would that even be possible? So Rashi says, Bikfitza al Yudeshen. Maybe he used one of the Shemus HaKadosh, and through using one of the Shemus HaKadosh, he was able to be kafat. So, Me'inyin, Le'inyin, sort of Ba'isa Inyin, one Ha'ara. And that is, in last week's parsha, the parsha of the Meraglim. So the Pasuk says that the Meraglim, they were away for 40 days, 
and vayashuvu mitur ha'aretz, and they returned from scouting the land. Vayelchu vayavoyu amoshe v'laharin v'kolat aspenei Yisrael, and now they have their moment. They're standing on a podium. Moshe's there, Aharon's there, kolat aspenei Yisrael is there, and they're all waiting with bated breath. They want to hear what this report is going to be. What are they going to have to say? Vayisapru levayoyim when they start talking. Bonu al ha'aretz hashashalachtonu v'gam zovas cholavadvashi. It's true. It's zovas cholavadvash. And by the way, we even brought some Paris. Back with us, so you can see exactly what the Paris look like. Vizepiria with a mapeke. This is what the Peri looks like. And then they start. Fs Kiaza on my Yoshev Ba'aretz. Says, I want you to know this land that we're about to go into, it's a very the, the people that are living there, the inhabitants, are very powerful. These are fortified cities. And not just that, you know those giants that we've heard rumors about? They're there. I saw them. Those giants are there. Amalik Yoshev Eretz Anegev. Vachiti Vahyavusi Vahmur Yoshev Bahar. Vaknani Yoshev Alayom Vahyad Hayardin. Than that, it is Eretz Zavas Chalvadvash, but this is dangerous. Not so poshut. So Kolev is standing there. Kolev is one of the Meragdim. Vayas Kolev is Amel Moshe. Kolev immediately tells him to be quiet. Stop talking. Vayoymer and he said, Oloi Nala, we're going to go up via Rashnuaisa and we're going to conquer this land. Kiyochal Nuchala. Because we have the ability to do whatever is necessary. Anything that we need to do, we will be able to do. And of course, the Pesuk can continue. They didn't accept what it was that Kalev said. They went Basiroif and they listened to the majority of the Maraglam who were not giving a good report, who came back very, very pessimistically. Tishabov, the three weeks that were about to enter, and the rest is history. What did Kalev mean when he said, Says Rashi, Tzavach va'omar. He started screaming. This is Kolev screaming, literally. He said, what? Are we starting to question Ben Amram? We're starting to question Moshe. Moshe Rabbein was telling us we can go in and we can conquer the land. Seriously? We, he doesn't have enough credibility? We're going to question whether or not he has what it takes to be able to be successful? Says the... Skipping a little bit. He said, he did everything for us. He split the sea. There's mana falling from heaven. He brought slav. Like seriously? You don't think he can handle this? A little military strategy? We have this handled. And then he continued. He said, He said, we're going to ascend. We'll be ascending. Even if we need to ascend the heavens, we will. Meaning, if Moshe Rabbeinu is going to come to us and he's going to tell us, build Ladders, the Olushlam, and climb up to the heavens, not Sliach We will be successful. This is something that we are going to be able to do. So Kalev, very dramatically, he's yelling, he's screaming, he tells everyone, you be quiet, I'm gonna talk now. And he's yelling, and he says that Moshe Rabbeinu, we're gonna question his ability to be able to take us into this land and lead us to a successful uh, victory. He could do what he needs to do. And Oloi Nala. Not only should we listen to him if he tells us to go into Eretz Yisrael, but if he would tell us, Asusu Lamois, start clapping ladders, the Olu Shem, and go all the way up to Shemaim, even then, I would say that's the right thing to do. It's an interesting lashon that Rashi says. If he would tell us to make ladders and climb up all the way to Shemaim, we would listen to him, because this would be the right thing to do. Interesting. Without a question. There's a, a similar idea that you find in Chazal. 
This is a little better known. This is in Parshas Nitzavim. The Pasuk says, Ki The Torah is not in Shemayim, so that we should say, Mi yalelonu hashamayimu, it's not in Shemayim that we have to start figuring out how we're going to get into Shemayim. Because had it been Shemayim, you have to go to Shemayim. But it's not in Shemayim, so we don't have to necessarily go to Shemayim. So again, this idea in Chazal, where if we were told to go to Shemayim, we'd go to Shemayim. Torah happens not to be in Shemayim. If Moshe Rabbeinu Kolev said, would tell us, Oloi Nale, Asu Sulamois, the Olusham, we would make Sulamois, and we would be Olusham. But just to appreciate a little bit better, I think, what Rashi means, and that is, there's a Gemara that we've spoken about in the past. It's a Gemara in the end of Masechtis Gittin. The Gemara over there discusses someone that's divorcing his wife, Allah Tanai. Says the Gemara, Tanu Rabbanan, Hareza Gitech. A man gives his wife a get and says, You want to get? Here's the get. But here's the condition. If you go to the Rakia, then I'm going to give you the get. So the Mishnah, the Gemara over there brings up rice. It was Machlech, the Bidim and Tame and the Chachalim, exactly how we treat this. Toysfis, Alatar, has a, a different girsa in the Gemara, the way it's presented, in Gittin Pei Dalad Amad Aleph. Tosis' says is based on the Gemara of Metziah, Tzadik Dalad Amad Aleph. And over there it says as follows, if a man divorces his wife and says, Here's the Lashon of the Gemara. If she fulfills the get. it's going to be a get. And if she doesn't fulfill the Tanai, meaning she doesn't go to the Rekia, then it's not going to be a get. I understand. How could you go to Rakia? Now, today you can go to the Rakia, sort of. Which one of the Rakias we fly in when we fly, but the point is, proverbially speaking, for sure you can go to the Rakia today. But back then, how could the Brysa say, in the sky, incidentally, maybe that's Pshat in the Brysa. The Torah is doch Nitzchias, and in Nitzchias it wasn't going to be Shaykh for a person to be able to be Tal But this was Toysvis Kasha. How could a person go to Rekiv? Yeshloimah says Toysvis al Yedei Shem. Like in yesterday's daf, you could do it using one of the Shemis. Just like Rava's person was able to jump from Surah to Narda, so a person could use one of the Shemis. And by using one of the Shemis, a person would be able to be Oyvul Rekiv. Rekivay Gengilian Ashas. On this Toysvis, Telsu, a Rashi and a Toysvis, Mesechtis Chagiga daf Yudal Ramebeis. A Gemara that we may have spoken about once or twice before. There were four people that entered the paradise. What does it mean that Rashi says, They literally entered the paradise. They were Olu Lurakia. Like in Gitin Peidalad Amaral. How? They went with one of the Shemus. The bottom line is, it was always understood that it's impossible to go to the Rakia. The only way you could go to the Rakia is if you use one of the Shemus Akkadish. There's a Toysus and Gittin Pedalaram and Aleph. There's a Rashi Chagigo Yudalaram and Beis. That Al Yedei, one of the Shemus, if a person had access to that, he would be able to be Oil Rakia. But Al Menashe Tali Rakia is the dogma of Chazal to do the impossible. It's not something that's humanly possible to do. You can't go to Rakia. Aye, there are maybe Makairis that you're good. You're right. Are you day one of the Shemus HaKadosh? What did Kalev tell Klai Yisrael? He said, We're going to go Afilu B'Shamayim. We're going to go to Shamayim. For who Oimer? Asusa Lumois. For Alushan. If Moshe Rabbeinu would tell us, start building ladders. Start walking. It's a long trip. But start, we would go. And not only would we go, but Natsliach Fachal Dirachov. We would even be Matsliach. 
Kali was using the epitome of the muscle of something you can't do. You can't go to Rakia. But the truth is, you could go to Rakia. You can go all your day Shem. So Kalev, Lahoitzimi Liban, said, No, if he would say Asusulamos, I don't mean using one of the Shemas like Kalev. Oh, that's easy for the Dardaya. I mean Asusulamos. Start clapping ladder. How are you going to go with a ladder all the way up to Rakia? Afal Pika and Oloi Nala, this is something we would do. And that Sliach Bechol Dvarev. And not only that, we would be Matsliach. But I think you see in this Chazal, in this Rashi, a Dover Niflo. And that is that even though it is impossible for a person to go to Rakia, it's certainly impossible for a person to go to Rakia if you're going to climb a ladder. If you're not going to tap into one of the Shemus HaKodesh. But if Moshe Rabbein, or if HaKadosh Baruch Hu would say, Oloi Nala, it's something we would do, and not only is it something we would do, Natsliach Bechol Dvarov, it's something that we would be matzliach with. If the Torah was Bashamayim, Leim or Miyalolano Ashamayim, so Grashi, we would go to Shamayim and we would be matzliach. Meaning it's true that it's not possible today in our world, in our reality to do it. But that's because there's no mitzvah to do it. But if there was a mitzvah to do it, if we were told Ole Nale, then we would make Sulamois, we would be Alusham, and Natsliach Bechol Dvarov. We would be matzliach. And I think, even though this is poshit, abelikta shtikal an oimek. And just to bring out the oimek, just a few lines from the Arachayim HaKadosh. It's a very, very important Yusayim. I heard this Arachayim HaKadosh once from the Mashkiach, Matzio Salomon. I heard this from Matzio, and he made a huge deal about this Arachayim HaKadosh. When he spoke it out, he gave it with Gersak Thomas. This Arachayim. The Arachayim is in the beginning of the Parsha of Arayas. It's in Parsha's Achrimois. And the Parsha of Arayas begins, Vayedabra Hashem HaMoshe Leimor, Dabra Bnei Yisrael V'amarta Aleim, Ani Hashem HaLokeichem. Kemaisi Eretz Mitzrayim Hashem Yishaftim Ba'lo Don't do like the things that people that you witnessed were doing in Mitzrayim. Additionally, you're going to go into Eretz Kanan, you're going to see things that you shouldn't see. Don't follow their ways. And then you have the whole parasha of the Arayas. Boom. And you have all the different Arayas. So the Chaim HaKadosh asks, why was this Ta'akdama to the parasha of Arayas? So of course, the parasha of Shadrach is that in the Tzrayim, they were Shtufei Zimah, and in Eretz Canaan, they were also Shtufei Zimah. And that's the Akdama. The Akdama is, you know, you witness things, Arias related, you're going to continue to witness things. Halzich Shtark, you're a Yid, this is not something that you're allowed to be involved in. But the Rechaim, Kedarki Bakoidish, says a deeper Pshat, a Pneumiistic Pshat, in what's going on. So the Rechaim says like this, just a few of these lines. Hine Yoduahu. The Rechaim says this is well known. All the mitzvahs that Hakadosh Baruch Hu commanded His holy nation, these are mitzvahs that every single person is able to observe. Every mitzvah in the Torah. If the Eved says put on tzitzis, it means you can wear tzitzis. If the Eved says put on tefillin, that means you're shaykh to putting on tefillin. Every mitzvah that the Eved commanded us to do, Bal Karchach were able to do. Because if we're commanded to do it, obviously we have the tools, we have the kalim, we have whatever it takes to be able to do it. Says the Arachayim, it's pashat, it's intuitive, it's obvious, go through every mitzvah and you're going to see it's the case. He says, Zulas, there's one mitzvah that I think if you think about it rationally, you're not going to understand how it's possible for a person to overcome. And that is mitzvah's precious arayas. It's the mitzvah of arayas. Because hudavr shenafsheh shal adam mechamdasan v'inastay aleyem lasoysan. It's something that the Yitzhahara can be so stark that it's going to be physically impossible for a person to overcome the Yitzhahara. So says the Archaim, what's the Yitzhah? 
says there is a shtikal and eitzah. And there is a scenario where a person can rationalize with a pen and paper, make a cheshven, how he'd be able to overcome the mitzvah, the iser, the, the inyonim of arayas. Number one, he'll never see arayas. If a person will never see arayas, then he'll be fine. So if a person will be merachik himself, the hergish of the ruus ha'ayin, so then he'll be fine. Not just that, you'll make sure you never think about arayas. If you never think about arayas, it's not in your moyach, your ainayin were never exposed to arayas, then it's possible. Says Darachayim, that's something that theoretically can work. For a person that lives on a mountain, for a person who's completely parush from Oilam Hazeh, in theory it's possible. For Yechidei Skulabat. But for most people, for Ruben the Ruben the Inchi, it's not a possibility. Because his eyes will see things, and his machshava will be subject to certain things, and as a result, it's zu, it's impossible for a person to overcome the Eitzah of Arayis Bidar Chateva. Shatnis, yes, you won't wear Shatnis, what's the big deal? This mitzvah, you'll say Kriyishma every day, mitzvah, you'll say Kriyishma, it's hard, you're tired, you had a late night, whatever, you can do it. Everything you can do. A bezok darachayim, zulas Arayis, prishnas Arayis, udavosh and nafshashon b'chamdasen, v'inasne alem lasoysam, zulas bis atzmus, you have to be such a, a giber, and not just a giber, you were never exposed to anything. And if that's the case, really, if you think about the Pasha Vera, it's very, very difficult. It says the Rechaim, listen to his Nifla de Gitaich in the Pasik. That's exactly what the Torah was saying as Dakdama Tarayas. Dakdama was, Go tell Klai Yisrael. And this is what I want you to tell them. You lived in Mitzrayim. In Mitzrayim, they were Shtufei Zima. You saw things that you shouldn't have seen. But you were exposed to it. You lived there. That was the world that you were part of. You were entrenched in the znus and everything that was going on in Mitzrayim, Kiyudua. And you're going to go into Eretz Canaan. And Eretz Canaan, when you enter the land, is going to have Canaanim living there and you're going to again be exposed to things. You're going to see things that you shouldn't see. If that's the case, how are you going to overcome Arayas? The only way to overcome Arayas is by a person being completely removed from it. But you weren't removed from it. And you're going to continue to not be removed from it. So how are you going to overcome it? You're not coming from a mountain. You weren't disappointed this somewhere. You're coming from a world where you saw things. So you're already mushba. So how are you going to overcome the parish of Arayas? So says Darachayim. You know what the answer is? The first Pasek. And this, you have to understand that because you're an Amanifcha, and because of the fact that you have a special relationship with me, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're misdabik to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You don't work with Hishboinus, and you don't work with Derech HaTeva. And it's true, but Derech HaTeva, how are you going to overcome this? It's not possible. Oh, but the Teretz is, Ani Hashem That's the Teretz. And because of the fact that this Ani Hashem you have an Hashemu, you're Dovik to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's the Eitzah. Says the Arachayim, this Lashonis here again, they're Nifla. For whom Hashem is Chavim, Loi Merdavan, Amal, Chalub HaSholim, B'mash Omar, Vlasu is Ritzoyncha, Lekai Chafatzti, V'toyroska B'toych Meyai, HaKavonu Hisham, Miroiv Dvei Kusei, Ba'adoinu Adoinu, Yisparach Shmoi Lo'ad, that when a person has when a person is mistabic to the Shechina, then it's your whole Mitzvah changes. And now, even though you were exposed to Mitzvah, 
Mitzrayim, and you're living in Canaan. But at the same time, you're going to have Ritzoyness, not based on what your ayin was roya and your leiv was chaymed. But fakert, what, what's your chafiz going to be? What is your taiva going to be? It's going to be Lazarus Ritzoyin Chalikai Chafatzti. And what does that come from? It comes from Dveikus Bashem, which Rebchem Veloshina said is Dveikus Batayra. Balatanya said it's Dveikus Bashem. But Eilu Veilu Diverli Kimchayim. The point is that when it's Dabra Ben Eisrov Yamartaleim, Ani Hashem Alekechem, when it's v'tayroscha b'toich meyai, that's the way you overcome it. It's lasis ritzoncha elokai chafasti. The mashkiach was saying this over to bring out, of course, the chaymer of Arayas, but he was also saying this over to bring out this idea that if there's a mitzvah in the Torah, if we have a mitzvah, we can do it. There's no such thing that the gave us a mitzvah and the commanded us to do something that we cannot do. And at the end of the day, if a person wakes up in the morning and he understands that the right thing for him to do is this and to do that is the wrong thing. It's not true if he says, I can't do it. He's a chakran. I, it's so hard. And I, in Cheshmin, it doesn't make any sense. It's true. Darachim already asked this kasha. And not only Darachim asked the kasha, he asked it about the Yitzhahara, how you do it. He asked it about Gilead Arayas. Oh, but the Teretz Ned Arachim is the Hakdoma to the parish of Arayas. It's Dabel B'nei Yisrael V'yamartalem Ani Hashem Olekechem. If you don't understand that Ani Hashem Olekechem, if you don't realize that you have an Hashemah, if you don't realize that you have an Hashemah is a Chelek Olekami Mal, if you don't realize that when you learn Torah, it's the Teroscha B'toich Meyai, Segeit Arayin and the Kishkes, and it changes the person to become lasis then you're right. It makes absolutely no sense. But when you internalize ani Hashem then you can be coming from Mitzrayim and you can be heading towards Canaan. It doesn't matter because the minute it's a mitzvah, it's something that you're able to do. Kalev said that Nala, he says you you're, you're making a cheshbon. You're trying to understand how you're going to walk into Mitzrayim, how, how you're going to walk into Canaan, how you're going to overcome it. The teretz is ani Hashem aloykeichem. Even if Moshe Rabbeinu would tell us asusu lomayis va'alusham, not the proverbial amanashatali lerakia, the literal amanashatali lerakia, and not like Toitzis says in Gittin peydalam and Aleph, and Rashi says in Chagiga yedalam and Beis al yedei Shem, like Rashi spoke out also in yesterday's daf in Kuftezayin and Yevamis that al yedei Shem a person can be kofitz from Surin and Tarda in a matter of moments, but asusu lomayis. We would be matzlich. Because if it's a mitzvah, that means we'd be able to do it. But it's not. How are you going to do it? The Terence is, If it's a mitzvah, it's something you're able to do. Anything that's a mitzvah, a person has the ability to do. It's a chayvah samuna for a person to believe that he's able to do anything that's a mitzvah. And really, what's the teretz? What's the skula? It's ani Hashem Aleikeichem. By the way, the Archaim says, this doesn't apply for the Umay Sa'olam. Because the Umay Sa'olam, they don't have ani Hashem Aleikeichem. But we have the special bond with the Am Segula, with the Am Anifcha, with the Am Kaddish. And because of the ani Hashem Aleikeichem, because of that vekos that we have as Yidin, we're able to overcome and we're able to do even things that you would think are completely, I'll pee Derek impossible.